was just doing my cheek exercises before pressing the live button. If you want to learn about an abundance mindset, how to draw abundance to your life, uh, good fortune, luck, then continue to watch this live. What's up, everybody? It's joining. It's Friday already. I was watching a bunch of stuff about the subconscious mind last night. So I just always like to be learning and learning and learning. And um, we'll talk about that first before we get into the science of getting rich. And of course, many of you have already heard this stuff. Hi. <laughs> many of you have already heard this so many times about the subconscious mind. But it was a refresher for me. I was watching Bruce Lipton. Of those of you that um, know Bruce, Dr. Bruce Lipton, have watched him. If you have not and you want to learn more about consciousness and things and science, um, what's up, mama? Then you definitely want to look into to Dr. Bruce Lipton. He's incredible, and he honestly puts it in uh, an easy-to-understand way. For me, Joe Dispenza, amazing, but a little too, I don't know, it's just not simplified enough for me. So um, we'll talk about what he spoke of, and... I talk about this quote. I have said this quote so many times. Show me the boy until he's seven and I will show you the man. What the hell does that mean? When we're born from actually the last trimester of pregnancy till we're born until the age of seven, the subconscious mind is in what is called theta brainwave frequency. What does that mean? Theta brainwave is when your supercomputer or your consciousness is most easily impressionable. You know when they say, um, oh, kids are like sponges. They absolutely are. Our subconscious mind from a very young age, from birth until the age of seven, eight, nine, is in this sponge-like um, frequency, you can say. So we absorb, this is when our, our computer, our supercomputer, is being programmed with all of its programming. So show me the boy until he's seven and I will show you the man simply means all of the things that a child has heard, has felt, has seen, becomes the program that lived this child the rest of its life. Show me the boy until he's seven and I will show you the man. The subconscious mind has such a profound effect on us because it literally, the programming cannot change unless you actively change it. Just like your computer. You get a new computer, there's nothing on it. What can you do? You can't do anything until you upload something onto it. You can't look at pictures unless you upload pictures. You can't play games unless you want to play games. You can't use Microsoft Word unless that's uploaded. And that is the same thing for the subconscious mind. Whatever program is uploaded into your software from the time that you're born until you're seven years old most impresses the rest of your life. So if it's problems with Perfect reason to make sure a parent isn't staying with a bad parent when children are young because you're programming children to accept bad behavior and tolerate abuse, etc. And this is why there are so many messed up people in the world is because of that exact reason. Our caretakers aren't aware of this information. Had our caretakers had a manual for how to raise a child, what not to do in front of a child, maybe things in this world would be different. But 95% of our programming is unfortunately negative. So how much of a freaking chance do we have unless we actively change it? The biggest thing is, is people don't have the awareness that 
the reason why their life, their current situation looks the way it does is because you're operating from a program from when you were a baby, a child. When I was, when I was young, when I was that young, what did I see? My parents split up when we were five. I was five. My brother was three, five, and six. Jen was six. All we saw and heard was them fighting and arguing. Don't leave. Um, you know, hug your father. Tell him not to leave. So abandonment issues, all these different things. Show me the boy until he's seven and I will show you the man. So unless I myself in the circumstances that I was given, unless I reprogram that, I'm always going to come from that space of I'm abandoned or there's never enough money. They fought over money all the time. So you're programming these children to have a very unsafe view of what love is. You are programming your children to think that money is very hard to come by. And you then live from these programs for the rest of your life. People don't know this. People don't know why the relationships that they have always turn out the same in any scenario, no matter who you're dating. They always turn out the same. A person could be really bad for you, bad turnout. A person could be really good for you, bad turnout. It doesn't matter. It's your programming is what is what the result ends up being. So if you believe that love is unsafe, and even if you might attract the most amazing partner, you're still going to believe that love is unsafe. In the same way with money, if your parents always fought about money, there's always going to be something within you unless we change this programming. There's always going to be something within us that says, I can't afford that. I'll never be able to have that. I wish I could be the CEO of a company. I'd love to start my own business, but I just don't have the money. As long as we have those programs within us running from when we are children, our outcome in the three-dimensional reality is always going to reflect that. We attract not what we want, but what we are. Why do some people not let others talk or think they know everything? I think you can answer that question yourself. I don't think you need me to answer that. So I was watching Bruce Lipton and that's what he was talking about is that programming. And it's good for people to um, have a refresher on that. And it's also good for people that don't know this information to maybe hear it for the first time that the reason why my life looks the way that it does is because I am running off of a program that has no relevance to my life now. But maybe it looks similar because we're literally, that's the only program, that's the only game that we can play is I'm not enough, is that I'm abandoned, I'm not important. When we, when we live from the programs of childhood, that's what we live the rest of our lives. In the same way that kids that were born into a rich family, they never even think about money. Money is never an object of, of or issue for them because they didn't grow up that way. So the subconscious runs 95% of our day. 5% is our conscious mind. So imagine that if you're coming from very negative or limiting subconscious programming, and that is running 95% of your day, what kind of shit show is unfolding in your life? 95% is automatic. So if you are running from that programming over and over again, your entire existence, 
You have to reset. You have to change your programming. You have to upload a new game into your supercomputer, which is why we're getting into the science of getting rich. And I opened the book to this page today because you know I don't go from start to finish. There are three motives for which we live. We live for the body, we live for the mind, and we live for the soul. No one of these is better or holier than the other. All are alike desirable and not one of the three, body, mind, or soul, can live fully if either of the others is cut short short of full life and expression. So imagine that. Your life cannot be fully expressed if you're only living in your body, if you're only living in your mind, or if you're only living from just soul. So let's take social media, for example. Many people only use their body on social media. They use nothing else. They don't use their mind and they don't use their soul. A lot of times these people are just empty vessels because they're always looking for the next amount of attention that they could possibly get to fill them because they're not using their mind and they're not using their soul. They're saying, just look at me, look at my vessel. Look what, look at, just look at me. Don't look in me. Right? So social media is good for information. It's good for misinformation. It's good for empowering people. It's good for disempowering people. But when we only live from one space, and a lot of it is vanity, this is why people are so messed up. They don't know how to live a full life because they're only living from one of these three things. They're living either from their body just from their mind or just from their soul. If I could pick one of the three things of where I could live from, it would probably be from the soul. What's up, everybody? So if for myself, for example, I am very comfortable in my body, right? I've been using my body as a dancer my entire life, classically trained everything. I know how to use my body. But I also love to use my mind. I love to help empower people. I love to make people feel strong. I love to show people that they can do it even when they think that they can't. And then on a soul level, I feel my soul's mission is to be in service of others. And I spoke about that last night. Being in service to others. I feel that from the very core of my being. I never even made money from it my whole entire life of being in service to others. Why? Because of my programming. I knew that I had the ability to help change people or help um, empower people. But my self-worth was never good because of my subconscious programming. Not having proper emotional stability from either of my parents. Not getting the things that I needed as a child in order for me to feel that self-worth. So much later on in life in the last several years, it's working on my subconscious programming. It's changing my ideas about what love looks like. It's changing my ideas about money. And now my, my money is limitless. Why? It was only a result of my thoughts. My thoughts resulted in I can make this amount of money so I could pay these bills as a dancer. Why did I manifest that into my life? Because I was taught from a very young age, money is hard. Money is hard to come by. Money is hard to make. To where other people that are born into money, money is never an object. It's never an issue. 
to say, how am I going to make this amount of money? Unless a child is so spoiled that they just take money, they keep spending it and spending it and spending it. Different. So body, mind, or soul can live fully if either, cannot live fully if either of the others is cut short of full life and expression. So if you are just simply living based on your looks and maybe not through your mind or your soul and you wonder why there is an emptiness within you, you're not giving all three of those things full life and expression. So answer this. How many people are living in all three of those and how many people are working on embodying all three of those? Like, yes, I could say I'm living in my mind, my body, and my soul in full expression. Because I'm still working a little bit on one of the areas, right? And I know that. But in the other two areas, I am solid as a rock. Are we living in our full expression in all three of those things? When we are living in our full expression of all three of those things, our reality starts to shift. All parts require fuel, no gas, no go. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading that like without uh, punctuation. All parts require fuel, no gas, no go. So if you're putting gas in all three of those areas, your life is going to look different than someone who's just living in one of those areas. Right? I don't see people answering what I'm saying and what I'm asking. We are all acquainted with the loathsome consequences of living for the body and denying both mind and soul. And we see that real life means the complete expression of all that a person can give forth through body, mind, and soul. Whatever he can say, no one can be really happy or satisfied unless his body is living fully in its every function and unless the same is true of his mind and his soul. At one point, like I was living as a dancer. So I was just living in the body part, right? The mind part was a mess and the soul part didn't know where it really wanted to go. So it wasn't until I centered myself, all three of those things are in a line. Instead of one being over here, the other being over here and the other one being over there, right? So when we center ourselves fully with mind, body and soul, our external reality reflects that. Wherever there's unexpressed possibility or function not performed, there is unsatisfied desire. Desire is possibility seeking expression or function seeking performance. So when we have a desire for something and we just allow it to fester within us, we don't do anything about it. We are trying, it is a function-seeking performance. That desire is a function within us seeking performance. It wants to be let out. The dreams that we have want to be expressed. The goals we have in our mind that we're not doing anything about want to be expressed. We have these desires for a very specific reason. I'll ask this question. Does everyone on here know their purpose? And be honest. Just say yes or no. Do you know your life's purpose being in this lifetime? Answer yes or no. 
A person cannot live fully in body without good food, comfortable clothing, and warm shelter, and without freedom from excessive toil. Okay, so someone said no. No. Yes. Thank you for being honest. Yes. Rest and recreation are also necessary to his physical life. One cannot live fully in mind without books and time to study them without opportunity for travel and observation or without intellectual companionship. So do we see this pattern really trying to figure it out? Do we find our purpose or create our purpose? To me, I think that our purpose is within us. What is the thing that makes you the absolute happiest? Someone said it took a long time to understand. What makes you the absolute happiest? For me, I feel like I do, but I don't really know where to start. Chris, start by writing it down. Write it down. And then if you had no limitation, I did this so many times. If I had no limitation on anything, and this is how I started to do, to create the retreats. If I had no limitations for, with anything, what would I want? If money was not an object, if anything was not an issue, what would I want? Someone else said, I don't know, honestly. And I wanted to create a space for people where they could come and integrate with one another, learn together, grow together, and be empowered, right? And... Most of my life, there's just been a pattern of being in service to others, being in service to others. So I know that that is my purpose, is being in service to others and being able to teach the things that I know. Whether it's mind stuff, whether it's body stuff, whether it's yoga, whether it's movement, dance, makeup. I love to empower people to make them feel their most highest self. And that's me specifically. It doesn't mean that everybody has to be in service to others. It doesn't mean any of that. But what is your purpose in this lifetime? Most of the time, people get stuck in knowing what their purpose is, but thinking that they could never embody that or have it. And all we have to do is take the very smallest step towards what we believe our purpose to be, and other things will unfold. One of my friends has been in and out of this crazy narcissistic narcissistically abusive relationship and she said the day that I let him go all of these doors of opportunity opened up for me she said someone asked me to go travel out of the country and do this job uh, someone else offered her a different job all these doors just started to open because all that time she was going against what her real actual purpose was by thinking that this was love. And again, we can go backwards in that to what, what in her programming allowed her to accept this type of treatment for so long. That she actually believed that something so abusive was actually love. So it's, again, we always go back to what our programming is. And sometimes our programming is so restricting that it doesn't even allow us to dream or to figure out what our purpose is because we're like, you can't have that. 
you can never do this. You're not smart enough. You don't have enough money. You're never going to be successful. So if that's how you think all the time, that is the only outcome in life that you could possibly have. Right? I just, I just randomly pen mark things in here. It is in the use of material things that a person finds full life for his body, develops his mind, and unfolds his soul. It is therefore of supreme importance to each individual to be rich, abundant, whatever it is that, that you believe that. I've always been in service. She got rid of her energy vampire. Yes, exactly. When you finally know your worth and value and you do the reprogramming work, you look back and you're just like, what was I thinking? Guys, knock it off with the stupid comments, please. We're not in here to talk sexuality things. We're in here to talk about manifesting your greatest life. So, when you know your worth and value and you start to reprogram, then you look at life and you say, okay, this is why we just block people. See you later. Do people not have anything better to do but like come in here and just act like an immature six-year-old? I don't get it. Go find something else to do with your time. Because we're trying to get shit done in here. If you are a normal man or woman, you cannot help doing so. Sorry. I... It is perfectly right that you should desire to be rich. And most people have a really big problem with this sentence. It is perfectly right. No, sorry. Yes, it is perfectly right that you should desire to be rich. When people hear that, they get very triggered. People get very triggered. A lot of times people will say, oh, you just do this for money. Oh, you just do that for money. I wish I could say that I just do things for money because my whole life, I never did anything for money. And now I changed my programming. And I'm like, money and abundance is my birthright. It's every single one of us. There is not a person on this earth that doesn't deserve abundance. And abundance could mean you having a friggin' garden in your front yard. Abundance doesn't have to mean being a millionaire. Abundance is according to your own desire, your own understanding of what abundance is or your own desire of what you want abundance to be. Right? <laughs> I get triggered because so many people like to come in here and troll and it's just like, wow, you really have no life. <clears throat> the, the West casts so much shame when you have pride. So... The West casts shame on a lot of things, and these are all programs. If we could just program people to believe they're undeserving or that money is the root of all evil. That's one of the best ones. Money is the, money is the root of all evil. How dare you want money? You don't see any of these motherfucking elitists. You don't see them saying money is the root of all evil. They're rolling around in it. They wipe their ass with money. But it's a programming that they want us little people to believe that you don't deserve to be abundant. We have an abundant God that is the creator. There is abundance all around us. I think that program comes from religion. Religion. Bartles. And Jen said. It definitely comes from religion. And what is religion? A man-made construct to keep people in fear and to keep people in control. Sorry, not buying it. 
That's misinterpretation. It actually says the love of money is the root of all evil. Money itself is not evil. 100% money is not evil itself. What do you choose to do with it? Money could be used for the most amazing things and money can be used for the evil of things. But that saying is thrown around, whether it's misinterpreted somewhere along the lines, that money is the root of all evil. I think the root of evil is not fully expressing yourself, not fully embodying what happiness is. I think it's evil to convince people that they should live a low vibrational life. Like when you drive into... um, Poverty-stricken neighborhoods. <clears throat> Even when I drive around, like, places that I grew up, like, the energy there is so dark. And it's just so restricting. And it's that programming that made people believe this is all that you are deserving of. You should not be able to have all of the things that you desire. People feel guilt and shame for getting things that make them happy. When they finally get that job promotion. Uh, When they finally get the things that they want, many people feel guilt in that. Even myself personally speaking, getting things that finally make you happy, you're just like, that thought, I don't deserve this. I'm not worthy of this. Money can save someone's life in an operation or it can pay a hitman to kill you. (laughs) Exactly. It all depends on what you use things for. Many people love money and use people. We must do the opposite. For true wealth, we must love people and use money. Bob Proctor, the man. Money manifests human's fantasy in the three-day. Can you explain that, what you meant by that? Okay. It is perfectly right that you should give your att- your best attention to the science of getting rich for it is the noblest and most necessary of all studies. If you neglect this study, you are a derelict in your duty to yourself, to God and humanity, for you can render to God and humanity no greater service than to make the most of yourself. So with your abundance, you are making the most of yourself. If you're not doing things specifically because I can't afford this, I could never have that. I don't deserve this. You're not living your fullest expression. So when we learn the science of getting rich, which is nothing more than a mindset, the science of getting rich is your consciousness. Wealth and abundance are a frequency. Wealth and abundance are a state of mind. That's it. You're on a beach somewhere. You're having a conversation with somebody. You're on a beautiful beach. Maybe you're just like, oh my God, this is the most beautiful place I've ever seen. Maybe the person that you're talking to has lived on this beach their entire life. And you're like, oh, this beach is awful. I hate this place. Look at how, you know, the water and there's seaweed there. Everything is perspective. Everything is just how we perceive it to be. So if you perceive yourself to be poor... And you perceive yourself to be not worthy of something, not good enough. Then what? Your reality reflects that. And I think many people that are not familiar with 
consciousness and the subconscious mind will literally frown upon these type of teachings that have been around for thousands of years about the mind, will say that it's new age, will refuse to understand it because the key to their true freedom cannot be simply so easy as changing your thoughts. And that's all that it is. It is natural laws that like causes always produce like effects. And therefore, any man or woman who learns to do things in this certain way will infallible get rich. That the above statement is true is shown by the following facts. Getting rich is not a matter of environment. For if it were, all the people in certain neighborhoods would become wealthy. The people of one city would all be rich, while those of other towns would all be poor. Or all the inhabitants of one state would roll in wealth, while those of an adjoining state would be in poverty. But everywhere we see rich and poor living side by side, in the same environment, and often engaged in the same vocations. When two people are in the same locality and in the same business, and one gets rich while the other remains poor, it shows that getting rich is not primarily a matter of environment. It's a matter of your mindset. It's a matter of the mind. There is a science of getting rich and it is an exact science like, alge like algebra or arithmetic. There are certain laws that govern the process of acquiring riches and one of these laws are learned. And once these laws are learned and obeyed by anyone, that person will get rich with mathematical certainty. So it's not a matter, well, maybe you will, maybe you won't. As long as you have the programming that is limitation, you cannot possibly have abundance. If you have the mindset of abundance, there's no way that you could be poor unless there is an underlying belief that you're never going to keep this money. Your business is going to close. Because as much as people can manifest, and people talk about those that win the lottery and don't really know how to mentally accept wealth, they lose it. One guy, I think, spent all his money on cocaine and hookers. And there went his millions and millions of dollars. So if you're not in the mindset of what it means to have abundance, you're always going to lose it. In the same way, if you don't have a mindset that I am worthy of being loved, you will never have a good relationship or you'll never keep the relationship. Guys, we're not talking about feminism, and I am an anti-feminist anyway. So as long as you continue to stay in the programming, we'll go back to the very beginning. Show me the boy until he's seven, and I'll show you the man. As long as we go back to that programming and stay in it, our life will always be the same. You don't even have to know, like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen with my life. If you're living from the programming of when you were a child, I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. Relationships have always been chaotic in my life. And they're not now. So growing up, my relationships have always been very chaotic, um, very um, unsafe, um, emotionally unavailable, right? Me, I was notorious for going after the emotionally unavailable men. All the time. Because I didn't believe that I was worthy of their time, their um, love, and all these things. 
why someone asked why my programming from childhood was seeing two people that were supposed to be my safety fighting with each other killing each other who's leaving who's fighting over money love was never taught to me as safety so therefore what did I seek in relationships love that isn't safe so when you understand what your programming is and then you're like holy shit the light bulb went off that's why my life is like this Chicago you're always saying that but when we understand that's the reason why our life is unfolding as it is that is the only way that we can change it is through the awareness that these programs actually exist when we understand that the mind is only a supercomputer yes a lot of toxicity when did you realize that within the last couple years definitely after um, a huge breakup with someone that I was living with and I mean so many times I'm like oh my god and like joking about this oh my god I just I just manifest the same person over and over again in a different body or like why do I always attract the same exact guy in a different body or why do I keep meeting the same person just in a different body light bulb hello why do you keep attracting the same type of people why do you keep attracting the same type of friends why do you keep attracting the same type of relationships why do you keep attracting the same type of jobs why do you keep attracting the same type of homes why do you keep attracting cars that always break down on you when you realize it's only about your subconscious program and you're like well shit if i just change that then my life is going to change yeah yes absolutely my type was <laughs> the bad boy always had a lot of problems always had a lot of family issues and i had to save them i ain't saving nobody no more you're saving yourself you know why because i had to save myself i can help people facilitate change but i'm not going to go and be your mommy i'm not going to try and coddle you that's your job to fix your own shit <laughs> joe <laughs> joe you are my type you're my child that's always my type it's a problem it's only a problem because it's what our programming is it's what we've seen it's what we've seen from growing up in childhood same thing that people that were bullied someone that was bullied when they were a child they live from that programming still that they are always being victimized it's always somebody else's fault why is this dark cloud always following me they're always victims they're always victims until they fix it and most people won't because that means what you have to do a lot of work on yourself it's so much easier to just point the finger at other people blame your problems on everybody else this person drives like an asshole why did this person mess up my food right you're always the victim I know people like this all too well unfortunately and now I look at them from over here instead of in here right so I'm like I'm on the outside I'm not trying to help you anymore because it is not my job to fix other people 
right? It sucks, but it's doable that this was me. I'm painfully self-aware and there's a big difference between my conscious and subconscious thoughts, but I'm struggling to reprogram, honey. I know you use affirmations and such. Joe Astrid, look up. Do the subconscious programming at night. Every night. Whatever it is that you're trying to reprogram. Every night, let it play while you sleep. If you can get to a hypnotherapist, do hypnosis. And our subconscious mind is very, 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 very strong. If we know that 95% of our day is run by the subconscious mind, 5% by the conscious, you're like, shit, I got a lot of work to do. But it is not impossible. It takes a while for some people that have been in very abusive situations or very traumatic situations. It might take a lot longer for you to reprogram your subconscious than it would for a person that had an easier life. And that's just the reality of it. But your mind can overcome anything. You know what I'm saying? I'm not annoyed. I never had a healthy example of relationships or how to communicate growing up. Me either. But as a child, I saw yelling, so I won't tolerate that anymore. And, and a lot of times those things are very triggering for people that did grow up in an environment where it was loud and it was abusive and um, traumatic. So it's very triggering for someone if someone yells at them. Maybe they'll react in a way where they'll be like, I'm done, I'm never talking to you again. They literally won't ever talk to that person again. I met somebody like that recently. They literally will just discard people that remind them of their caretaker because it was so hurtful to them the way that they were treated, that even if you treat that person that way one time, they will discard you faster than you could say the word trash. And those are people that should work on healing. Will they? Maybe, maybe not. Most likely, no. Especially men. They don't want to do it. Um, childhood shit goes into relationships, especially the belief love is there one minute and gone the next. Those are abandonment wounds. So as long as we live in those abandonment wounds that love is unstable, love is uncertain, we can only attract what we are, not what you want, right? What we want is a state of lack. But if all the time you're repeating to yourself as a reminder on your phone every single hour, I am always chosen and I am always shown up for. I am loved consistently in every partner or with every partner. My boyfriend loves me consistently every single day. My girlfriend is loyal to me. Whatever it is that your subconscious programming is, use the affirmations to affirm the opposite of what your programming is. If you believe I'm not worthy, I am loved and chosen every single day. If you always think bad things are going to happen, the most amazing things happen to me on a daily basis. This is just the mindset that you have to get yourself into. And eventually it just becomes normal because why? The subconscious, how do we program the subconscious? It's repetition. So the more that you say these affirmations, the easier it becomes. And all of a sudden it's natural, right? Like me with money, let's just say, for example. I always believed money was hard to make. I can't afford this. Or if I just make this amount of money to... I have limitless funds and I get to do all the things that I want to do every single day through X, Y, and Z. And now I, I saturated my subconscious so much with that programming that it's just natural to me. I don't think about money anymore. 
I don't worry about money, right? Because I spent so much time doing the reprogramming and eventually it became natural to me. And I'm just like, I expect money. Whereas before it's like, well, what am I going to do? Okay, well, if I do like three more dance jobs this week. Now, this is after this is a person that can barely even walk because I was dancing so much. What do you listen to for, for subconscious programming? Go on YouTube. There are millions when I tell you millions. So if you're looking at um, just type in reprogramming the subconscious mind for love, uh, reprogramming the subconscious mind to, or how to attract money, sleep meditation. And then there will be certain frequencies that will play or there will be affirmations that over and over again for eight hours, the affirmations will say money comes easily and effortless to me. And over and over again, your subconscious is hearing these words. Look it up. There are so many. Or even for healing the body. Healing, you know, um, healing the body meditation or, um, you know, even emotional stuff like healing my emotional whatever. Healing emotional trauma meditation. There's so many of them. And, um. You're sleeping like half of your life. So if you could use that time, half of your life while you're sleeping to reprogram your subconscious mind, you're not even doing anything. It's your computer programming in your mind that's being uploaded. Right? It's like when you're uploading a huge file to your computer and you go to sleep and the the computer's still working to upload. And by the time you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh. There's still 25% left to upload and it's still going and it's still going. That's the same thing with your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is a supercomputer. So at nighttime, you're uploading those programs. Then maybe you wake up the next day and you're like, maybe you feel a little different. Maybe you don't notice anything. Maybe 10% got uploaded into your subconscious. Okay, next night, do the same thing. My computer is now uploading new software and it's taking forever. Next night. Listen to the whole thing again. Well, you're subconscious. Maybe you're starting to feel a little shift. You do this until it feels natural to you. You do this until it feels natural. There are plenty of like well-known and trusted sources that you can find. Um, Joe, I use so many different ones. Uh, let me just see what I missed something somewhere. I recently realized that cutting people out of my life is so, so easily is a trauma response. It is because maybe someone is really good for you, but they're activating old trauma within you, right? So let's say I'm a Leo. Um, When someone activates something good or bad in you, either way, you could just dispose of them because maybe you're not worth, you don't feel worthy of love. So someone that is showing you love and showing you attention, you're just like, that makes you so uncomfortable that you just make up an excuse to get rid of them or you ghost them. In the same way that someone treats you a certain way and says something that's very triggering to you and they don't even realize it, that maybe they said something that just activated some old trauma in you and then you just literally get rid of them. You're like, out, bye, out, out, out. That is a trauma response. You're responding with your trauma until you rewrite it. I like to write a small note and put it under my pillow. That's a good one too. Um, 
Okay, I think that we're good for today. I don't notice anything and I've been listening to them for a while. What is your story behind that? You're like, I don't notice anything. The same thing with the patches. I didn't notice anything. And then all of a sudden one day I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I don't have pain in my back anymore. Just because you don't notice anything, it doesn't mean that it isn't working. If you check your computer, if you don't check your computer for five days and you're like, oh, this still isn't done uploading yet. I didn't even look at this. Right? Just all of a sudden one day you're going to wake up and things are going to change. All of a sudden one day you're going to wake up and you'll be like, oh my God. I feel really happy. Right? I'm really finding it hard to be in a positive mindset while being aware of the reality, etc. Of all the negative things going on in the world to innocent people. And it doesn't mean that we don't look at that. It doesn't mean that we don't feel for that and have empathy for that. Right? <clears throat> and it is hard to not have that be the center of your focus. But this is the whole thing behind programming is that when so many bad things are happening, we could either continue to help manifest more of that by dwelling on these things. Or we could say, like, how could I improve my life? How could I help the people around me? Because there's many things that are not, we're, we're not able to do anything about. There's many things out in the world that we cannot change. What, what do we have control over, though? Ourselves. So when we take the focus off, oh, my God, there's so much sadness. Like, how can you help yourself so that then you can help other people? She said, your worry is feeding the matrix. And they know that that is how they harvest our energy. And that's the whole purpose of mainstream media is to show people very, very disempowering, sad, gut-wrenching things because they harvest all of that sad energy to create more of it. So I think that's good for today. Um, hopefully that was helpful. I will repost this if anybody wants to rewatch it <clears throat> or share it. Um, if you could engage in the comment section, that would be great because it helps with the algorithm. And uh, I've been shadow banned for now three years. So thank you. Let's just read this last comment. What happens in the world is not your fault. There's no reason to allow the knowledge of these things to lower our vibration. I'm with you on that. That doesn't mean bypassing and not paying attention to. But we have to create change within ourselves before we can make change in the world. And most people don't want to do that. They want to point to everything outside of themselves. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. I will see you on Monday morning, 9.30. Love you, Joe. Listen to your subconscious reprogramming tonight. Start to change your world from the inside out not the outside in okay i'm vibing so high these days and it's so beautiful i'm happy to hear that that's great love you all have a beautiful weekend and i'll see you on monday